What's the what's the most amount of edibles you guys have been on? Huh? What what is it? Like, I know most people don't fuck around with edibles. Is it like two hundred milligrams, five hundred milligrams? Ooh, five hundred. He said five hundred milligrams. Oh my god. Have you ever done a thousand? You ever done over a thousand? You know you're looking at someone who's definitely done over a thousand milligrams. And uh, what I would say to you is don't do that. If you value your time, <laughs> um, I did it under special circumstances, you know. I did it to go to work and stuff. Fucking shorts. Hello. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? I just pooped my pants. I didn't poop my pants, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast season four, episode 29. I did not poop my pants. Uh, <laughs> This is going to be a very uh, relaxing episode. Maybe not relaxing to you, but definitely for me, because I'm not going to do much. Uh, I'm going to tell you right off the hop, Dante, not here. I'm going to tell you also right off the hop, me, super burnt out. And that's why it's going to be a chill-ass episode. It's just us in the studio. And Black Zeus is ready to take another nap. He's burnt out from being in the sun on edibles. You know, you would think for a guy that had days to get this episode in the bank early, I would have done that. What I did not do was that so here i am uh me and dante didn't record this week uh even though we could have we we linked up but we linked up later than normal and guess what i was burnt out then too that was a that was a whole different day i was burnt out man i was a day after a three show night just running around and getting home late and sitting in traffic at nighttime because that's what fucking southern Ontario is at this point. It's just traffic. Um, but, you know, had a successful uh, run of shows. Um, I had a really fucking packed weekend. So by the time me and Dante linked up, you know, I was already half asleep and not worth doing an episode. But guess what? I am half asleep right now, but on the other side of the half asleep, half asleep, waking back up, half asleep, half asleep, half asleep. Um, yeah, welcome. I hope you guys had a good week. You know, I hope uh, I hope things are treating you all right. You obviously know if uh, if well, actually, maybe you don't know to the recurring people. Welcome back, beautiful people to the new people of the podcast. Welcome. Uh, this is a comedy podcast where I chronicle my career. Uh, we talk comedy, we talk life, and uh, we pretty much talk how social media is shit. 
because that's all I can seem to talk about uh, anymore. <laughs> um, saying all that, won't talk about all that shit this week. I know you guys might be waiting for that UFC recap, which was two weeks ago at this point. Probably won't even do it now because uh, Dante's the fucking expert at that shit. I mean, I could recap it for you. Stuff happened. Um, new champion. You know what I'm saying? And there's your recap. Uh, <laughs> Edibles are a dangerous thing. Take them at your own risk. Why am I singing like I'm in the 60s and 70s? zippity doo da zippity a. I took edibles and I passed away. I, uh, <laughs> Let's just sing all the old racist crawdad songs. Crawdad? I made that part up. This is, wow. People probably tuning out right now. Um, I'm realizing this. Don't worry, I'll steer the shit back in a... In, I, I won't say the best direction, but I'll steer it back in a direction that was kind of directionless, you know? And me being a comic, a damn good one, might I add, um, I could tell. I could tell when I'm losing the audience. <laughs> Usually, a good tell for me losing the audience is if I'm losing myself. Oh, I'm uninterested in whatever the fuck I'm doing and saying. Probably should not do that. There, now you know some shit about comedy. Now this justifies this being a comedy podcast. Now I can talk about absolutely nothing for the rest of the, the time here. And um, maybe talk about some trends and figure out how to get uh, TikTok popping. No, I'm joking. I'm not doing any of that shit. Uh, recently, I've been telling audiences if they're into TikTok, they should kill themselves. And, you know, I'm doing it as a joke, but I'm doing it as a joke, wink, wink type joke. Don't kill yourself, though. You know what I mean? Especially not for anything as lame as just being on TikTok. Just live with the fact that you're lame and you like lame shit. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, normally on this podcast, I mean, should I do the whole recap thing? I figure I should. Just because Dante's not here this week. This is a full episode. Just because I don't have someone to bounce the conversation off of doesn't mean I shouldn't fill in the audience. <laughs> fill you guys in. <laughs> ladies first. And then the store is closed when we're out of ladies. <laughs> wow, Bo. Wow. What a fucking, what a loosey-goosey episode this is. I could tell how, I could tell how even that nap did nothing. You know when you take edibles... Worst thing to do is take a nap, um, especially if you have shit to do the rest of the day, because you wake up from that nap ready to take another nap, uh, which is what I did. I think I've taken three naps today. I think I've mentioned sleep 80% of the time so far, so that's good. You know, that's good, <laughs> that's good content, as they say. Um, let's see. Let's do the comedy recap. Uh, every week, you know, I fucking run down the shit that I've been doing. It is summertime, though, so I pretty much am retired. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I value my time, and I like my life. And I've been at comedy long enough to realize that that summertime is the slow time. So fucking slow down. You know what I mean? What the fuck am I doing? I am doing a bunch of shows. I'm doing really good ones, actually. Um, thankfully, I'm at a point in my career where even though the, the season is a slow time, 
I can still get on shows that are, are reputable and, and get audience year, year round, you know? And maybe I'm working on starting my own show again. I don't know. I say that, but fuck, bro. I hate producing shows. Wow. You want you want an inside scoop? Black Zeus hates producing comedy shows. How annoying. Holy fuck. Um, and I, I, because like for me personally, I, I go the extra mile. You know what I mean? There's this poster here in the studio. This is just one of many. And I've always said I was going to rotate those out, but I never did. Um, but like every show I do has some sort of theme, has some sort of fucking charitable element. Um, and has some, sort like, I like to provide real value for your dollar. You know what I mean? I'm not just, uh, you've heard me go on my diatribes if you're, if you're a returning guest of the podcast, if you're the beautiful people of this podcast, you've heard me mention, it's like, um, a lot, a lot of the, the times now people will just produce shows just so that they have leverage to, to get booked on other shows. You know, I never, I never did that at the beginning and I don't, I definitely won't do that now because I don't need to. I can just get on shows, nigga. I'm good. Um, <laughs> but it's a tactic. When you're a newer comedian, you start producing a comedy show so that you can book other comedians with comedy shows, and then they can book you on their comedy show where they're doing the same thing. But you see, in all of that, what's missing is um, some value for an audience and value for the comics themselves also. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, are you trying to put on just a, a mic, which is cool? Like just an open mic type type vibe, then let it be known. But if not, if you're trying to like you know produce a show where comics get paid and and audiences have a really good time, definitely pay your comics well, respect their time, you know, and uh, maybe be good, have a good concept, have something to offer audiences other than just hey, I need a show, I need stage time, I need a way to get more stage time. So here's here's this, be here at this time. And uh, enjoy this mediocre show. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know how I got on this rant, but I'm going to get off of it now. See, this is what happens when I don't have someone to bounce off of. Pause. And also what happens when I just take an ungodly amount of edibles. Uh, not even ungodly. I think pretty regular, pretty mortal amount of edibles. I've taken much more. And uh, I definitely would not be recording this at all if... I was on that amount. What's the what's the most amount of edibles you guys have been on? Huh? What what is it? Like I know most people don't fuck around with edibles. Is it like 200 milligrams, 500 milligrams? Ooh, 500. You said 500 milligrams. Oh my god. Have you ever done a thousand? You ever done over a thousand? You know you're looking at someone who's definitely done over a thousand milligrams. <sighs> And uh, what I would say to you is don't do that. If you value your time. <laughs> um, I did it under special circumstances, you know. I did it to go to work and stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. No, but I have a pretty good joke about taking a thousand milligrams and going to work. And uh, I'll leave it at that because this is a comedy podcast, not a place for me to tell you my jokes. It's a place for me to tell you about the times that I tell other people my jokes, which is what I was in the middle of doing. Um, nice, fun weekend. Oh, by the way, I got some fucking shows lined up. By the time you guys hear this, uh, it, one of them will be done, but I, I'll be at 
a Wingstop, and the opening of a Wingstop uh, with Pink Entertainment under the new comedy show banner, Slap Yo Mama Comedy, and I'm sure they're going to be doing many shows under that name. So if you're in the Toronto area, uh, check out Slap Yo Mama Comedy. Comedy so good, make you want to slap your mama. Ain't that right, Willie? Uh, <laughs> so we'll be we'll be there, but by the time this is out, it's already over. So it was a good show. You missed it. Um, but I will be doing uh spots at the corner again it's been a minute but like i said it's summertime so i i fucking scale back in the summertime but it's 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 nearing the end of summer and honestly black zeus belongs at the corner the corner is the best comedy club in the city it's the it's the most fun not just for comics but for audiences it is the most new york feeling club you know um that's the club where adam sandler saw me and told me he loves me um just had to just had to get that in there um but yeah i will be back there friday september eighth i believe and saturday september 9th um i believe these are real dates what i'm giving and if not it's the friday the week of the seventh and the saturday the week of the seventh okay and i'm I suck at I suck at promoting shows. <laughs> oh, I'm also doing another show. Is it in time? Uh September 4th. It should be in time. Next Monday. This will be out Wednesday. Yep. Next Monday. I'm doing some rooftop in Toronto. Uh <laughs> I'm headlining that. Uh it'll be a fun show. Um, you know, if I had more info, I'd give it to you. And I definitely have the more info. I just don't have it in my head because, you know, promotion and getting people to follow me and stuff doesn't seem to be my priority. It just seems to be being as good as I can be and uh, showing up and getting the job done. I mean, obviously I want to build an audience and all that shit, but like, man, in this fucking social media day and age, oh, is Zeus doing it? Is he going on a diatribe? But you know. Follow me, don't follow me. I would love it if you did. I'd love it if you hit the subscribe button, all that good shit. But like, what am I, like, what am I fucking begging? Like, what am I, a beggar? I'm just creating because this is what I need to do. This is one of the outlets for my comedy career that I choose to have. And, uh, and knowing that lets me just continue doing it without the fucking constant desire to to fucking, oh my God, grow. I have to grow this. Analytics, oh, algorithms. Uh, oh my god my whole life has to be devoted and dedicated to getting other people to watch me it's like bro people will watch me when they watch me if they watch me um but yeah i do promote all my shows on my instagram so if you want to see that shit you know aka black zeus it scrolls at the bottom of the screen if you're watching this every couple minutes uh, if not, once again, that's A-K-A B-L-A-C-K-Z-E-U-S. Please like and subscribe. Hit that bell and notifications and leave a comment and doody doody do. Please like me. Please. I need your approval. Please. Um, I don't actually need your approval. I know I'm very good at what I do. And you know. And actually, you know what's really funny? Let's talk comedy. Because this is what this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. What's really weird is I've been called a prolific Toronto comedian like four times this month. Um, it's weird, but at the same time flattering. Uh, and and you know, I guess I'm getting old. 
because nobody calls a young person prolific, you know? Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, I also know like what was most important to me to, to accomplish has been accomplished. And no, it's not to be the most prolific Toronto comedian, but to be the best fucking version of myself. And if it's, if, if I have done that to the point where I'm getting called prolific and and constantly audience I had an old white lady walk up to me after the show the other day. She's like, You something about you. You're my you're my favorite. You're the best. And da 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 Maybe she wanted that black dick. But um, you know, she could have got it. Old white lady. She could have she could have gotten she could have gotten on the Zeus train. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yo man now it's time to flex that passport and because I, I really do feel like i could i've proven to myself just how funny i am and in in so many different ways and in front of so many different types of audiences that i know i will thrive anywhere in the world um so yeah it's time to flex that passport the only problem is is are we going into a shutdown hopefully not but, you know, they're definitely going to flex that fucking COVID shit again, it feels like. Because I'm already seeing... In, in North America, at least, they're already talking about COVID deaths. Um, there was just somebody in the wrestling world. Don't worry, I won't start talking about wrestling. But a famous wrestler just recently died. And they're saying it was a heart attack due to COVID. Uh, literally. So, you know, I saw a news report. Like, you know, the evening news type shit. They were doing COVID numbers again. So that's not a good sign. Um, but at the same time, is it just fear campaign, fear mongering? Who fucking knows? Stay indoors, everybody. Stay indoors. Yeah, like we need to go through another winter of hearing that horse shit. Put on a mask. Don't just put on one mask. Put on two. In Canada, the fucking, the health general bitch, she was telling people at one point to have sex through a sheet. You know? Like through a bed sheet. Um, which I'm pretty sure is like a Hasidic Jew practice. Um, so they want us all fucking like Hasidic Jews. Uh, <laughs> you get the bet. I'm pretty sure this is an, this is a, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like an early episode, but, um, I'm pretty sure somewhere there in the Jewish tradition, there's some, something involving having sex with a, a, a bed sheet and a hole in it, you know? Um, but I, that's not an, I'm not an official source. I'm just saying shit, you know. <laughs> uh, did a bunch of shows. Uh, did Spirit Leaf, which is a uh, it's a weed dispensary in Toronto, but they also have a, a patio. So uh, multiple producers run shows out of there. I was doing a backyard uh, barbecue comedy event run by Danton Lamar, who uh, runs and operates. Um, shit dope what the fuck what comedy lab i'm a dope dope no he runs the comedy lab in toronto which is a comedy club um the only black run comedy club in toronto so salutes to danton um this wasn't there but it was fun nonetheless he packed out the patio and um yeah it was the start of a, a night of three shows back to back and it really set uh, the pace for my for my sets that night. Um, 
I didn't know, like, I don't know, man. I'm in, I'm in a fucking, I'm in a new zone. I feel like I've been constantly just evolving at an even more rapid pace on stage. You know, I know my comedy special hasn't come out yet. It will soon. Um, the work is literally being finalized now, finally, but you know, in, in due time. Um, but you will see when I release that, I'm definitely going to have to, uh, not even have to, but I'm, I want to make it very clear that my comedy special is uh, a culmination of my first 11 years of comedy. It's like the best of all the jokes up until my 11 year mark. But just from then, I recorded in November of last year. From then till now, I feel like I've evolved 11 years worth on stage just in, in less than a year. So for all the evolution that I had done on stage to get to the point to record that one-hour theater special, um, to get to that level of skill and and polish for my jokes and, and stage presence and all that shit, I don't even feel like that comedy special really fully represents me on stage now. And that it's, it hasn't even been a full year. I have truly evolved so far beyond that. Um, so I'm excited to just fucking... Get some new shit in the works. Uh, I, I'm already prepping that, but but yeah, man. I just I fucking I love this shit so much. I I truly do. I truly do. It is the ultimate uh, teacher in patience, <laughs> and and it has provided me with with just such a beautiful perspective on life. You know, and I'm sure, honestly, the life that I've lived, the 80 lives I've lived already, I would have gotten to this mentality regardless. But I also don't think that I would be anything but a comedian. Like, truly. That is, that is, bruh. I'm just so grateful. The gift of gab that I got, man, I really am not a scrub on that stage. And it is provided me the ultimate confidence and comfort to to not have to go down the TikTok social media trend lane because of how good I've gotten on stage and I I'm I don't even need to prove it to myself anymore at this point it's every show I I don't I haven't bombed like in forever because I detect when things are going south I've mentioned this before but it's really hard to bomb when when A, you can detect that things are going south and that I'm not I'm not so fucking rigid that I won't call it out. You know what I mean? I have a fucking, I have a je ne sais quoi. I have a fucking, bro, I bring magic on that stage and I, I'm ultimately aware on that stage. So it's like, I don't know, man, what is a bomb, you know? Sure, I've had sets that are not up to par. That for sure still happens. Cause I take risks now. Like at this point, I truly I'm I'm having so much fun because I've learned. I'm like, oh, I've gotten to a place where I'm supremely confident with my material and stage presence and all that shit. So how do I keep upping it? How do I keep evolving? And the only way to keep evolving is to truly just fucking mix shit up. So what I've been doing lately is completely uprooting my um my pre-show rituals. My like my pre-show process, uh, the way I 
build my sets is completely different now. Before, I would actually go and structure out a set and work to stick to that structure. But it's like, yo, I have hours worth of jokes, literally. And I'm and I wrote like fucking four or five new jokes this last week. So I was excited to try those on the weekend. And I got to do that. And they like they fucking they, they I hit out of the park, bro. I'm writing fully completed jokes. And and I came up with a tag for one of my older jokes that just wow, really fucking Yeah, I I, I love the whole process of this shit. It is it is truly a gift that I get to be this good at something. <laughs> and just on a regular basis, um, be reminded and then just be rewarded for it. You know? Fuck yeah. I hope you have something like that in your life. Uh, so I did that show. I got fucking snot all of a sudden. Breathing heavy. Uh, I did that show, ran over to the Backroom Comedy Club. I did the, eight, my my first show was at 8 o'clock, and then my second show was also at 8 o'clock, and then my third show was at 10 o'clock, but the other two shows were at Backroom. Um, and yeah, uh, small little summer audiences. The The rooms weren't packed, but it was enough for, for the shows. And uh, I think it was the first show, there was two sets of lesbian couples, and that went hilariously well. I was riffing with them. Um, I didn't even end up filming those sets, but I had a, I have a little uh, desk tripod for my phone. I made a really great riff uh, that since I wasn't using it, the lesbian couples could use it. <laughs> um, dildo joke. And um, yeah, the first like I was just I was so loose from the first show, the backyard barbecue show. By the time I got to back room. That I was like, fuck it. I just threw all the all my shit to the wall and I I I didn't even plot what jokes I wanted to tell. I just told myself I'd feel it out on stage pause. And uh and it went amazing. I, really like something happened this this past weekend during the during my sets where like I really reliably can hit a flow state on stage. That's what I'm that's what I'm learning. That's like my new lesson right now is that I I'm so supremely confident and aware that I can I can just walk up on a stage having not mentally prepped at all. Oh, I want to tell this joke and this joke and this joke. I want to tell this shit and and um, oh, I'm going to do this riff or whatever the fuck. Bro, I I know my jokes and I know what I want to work on and and sometimes I don't even do that because I really do. I swear, I don't think I've given. I don't think I've given the same show twice. And that could probably easily be said for at least 80% of my career. I don't think I've told the same. I don't think I've told the same joke the exact same way twice. Um, I always like to mix it up. Obviously, the punchlines are there. And the beats for the joke are there, but I, I'm, I'm. This is not my personality type. I'm not gonna be so rigid that I'm gonna be like, I have to stick to the script. Fuck the script, bro. The script is, what's the room like? What are the people here with me right now? What am I gauging that they'll like the most? Um, and then also, what will I enjoy doing the most? And it's just, all this shit is like mixing like a stew in the back of my brain. And now, truly, I'm not even. 
I'm not even concerned, man. I have my little pre-game ritual, and then I go up on stage, and and man, I just create magic, bro. I just create fucking magic, and I'm so grateful that I got to this point. Damn, man. Damn, like, 12 years feels like a blink. And 12 years in comedy sounds like a long time to anybody who's not, like, uh, in a career path, you know what I mean? 12 years, I'm still a 12-year-old, bro. I'm still a baby at this shit. So as good as I feel on stage now, holy shit, imagine another 12 years if COVID doesn't take us all out. <laughs> I imagine in the next 12 years, we might be living something like Mad Max. I don't know. I hope not. But, you know, everywhere is on fire. And, um, you know, food's really expensive. And COVID's back. So, you know, just tell the people you love that you love them. <laughs> Anyways, that's this week's comedy recap. Uh, I had other shows and shit, but that was that was good, man. I, I really, it was just funny to me that I got called, called prolific so many times. Uh, and the month, there's still like a week left in the month. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, you know. I'm a prolific Toronto comedian. Um, I Obviously, it's a good thing. Obviously, it's a good thing. I'm very grateful that people actually do think this fondly of me on and off stage. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's just funny that 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 to me is confirmation now. Like I can go out into the world. It's like my own city is is standing for me like this, and my own city is backing me like this. Then I can conquer the world, bro. Like I can go anywhere and perform. And I'm not I'm not even just talking about English speaking countries. And I've tested that out. Obviously, I haven't gone to like Spain and performed, but I've performed for people from Spain. There used to be. I think I've talked about this show before, but. When I first started comedy in Toronto, there was a show at a hostel, uh, at a Toronto hostel. And um, it was every Friday or some shit like this. And it would be in the basement. And the basement, literally, it was all bricked up. It looked like a scene from The Matrix 2. Like, if you've ever seen the second Matrix movie, they have a meeting in, like, a brick, in, a like, a brick-looking area. It's, I don't know. You, like, it's obviously very fucking noticeable scene. And the the bar looked like that. I swear they filmed that scene there, but I digress. It was an awesome show because it was always international people in the audience. And um, like literally 80% of the audience didn't speak English. So when you got laughs in that room, like you really knew like, like you could make it work, you know? And um, I always did very well in that room. So I, I always had the itch. I want to go to places that aren't, primarily english-speaking countries and perform comedy there and see how that goes um but yeah that's the comedy recap uh we won't do a full episode obviously because i'd fuck i don't i don't care to do that especially in a in a one person episode you know what i mean let me look at the wide angle camera for for a minute hello everybody look at my knees um but what I will do is a reoccurring segment on the podcast. Every Monday on my Instagram social media feed, I post an interactive poll question. I leave it up for 24 hours. People vote on it. And then on Wednesdays, me and Dante get into the studio and we discuss the results. And uh, this is going to be that. This is this week's poll results. This week's poll question was, could you ever live in a converted bus or van? I asked this specifically because I went to uh, one of my homies job sites and uh, this nigga actually fucking converts buses. And it was the it was the dopest fucking shit I've experienced in a, in a while. Um, the, this guy has all this property, you know, he has a bunch of land 
And um, so these guys use the property and they they get they buy buses, you know, big buses, short buses, mostly short buses, you know, like the short school bus. They buy those up, they drop them off on the property and they renovate them. They convert them into housing or businesses, depending on whatever the needs are. Um, and, and yeah, like they just have a whole, and the best thing about it was like the property was done up like Camp Krusty. So if you're a Simpsons fan, like there was so much land that we had to drive a bus around to get to see it all. Um, but there's like camps, like different little markings on the campgrounds or on the actual grounds that make it look like, uh, they're like street signs, you know what I mean? And they're all named after like there was Millhouse Lane or whatever. There was Camp Krusty and all that shit. So I found that fucking, I found that to be awesome. But yeah, I saw some really awesome converted buses and it made me scratch my head. I'm like, I think I could actually live in a, in a converted small bus or van. Probably not a van. Um, cause I would, I would want the extra space that a bus has, uh, but seeing them in person, like there was a business that was having one done up like a dog grooming business. So they were just like, it wasn't even going to be for, for living. It was just going to be for dog grooming, but that, that, that's a good idea. Mobile dog grooming. You know what I mean? Um, shit like that. So yeah, that was, that's why I asked that specific poll question and I actually got a bunch of feedback on it too. Um, the options were, so once again, the question was, could you ever live in a converted bus or van? The options were for show, definitely not when we all will have no choice. <laughs> so obviously you, you know, that's the doomsday uh, option there, but when it's all Mad Max and you don't have a choice, would you be willing to live in a van? And if you say no to that, then you're kind of weird. Cause what do you want to live in the streets? Um, Obviously, I, I just gave you my answer. I would 100% live in a converted bus. Uh, the amount of money that you would save. And honestly, I was looking inside it, man. I like, bro, this. And the one I'm looking at, the, the picture that I used specifically for the poll question, like it's got like hardwood floors. It's got nice kitchen cabinet. It has like a full range, a full kitchen range and shit. This might actually, I think this is a short bus, but it might not be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They look bigger in pictures than they actually are. Um, but yeah, it looks so fucking ballin', bro. I would 100% live in a bus. I would 100% live in a converted bus and just uh, bomb around, drive around, do shows. Um, but let's get to the results. 75% uh, of the people said they would for show. 14% uh, of the people said definitely not. And 11% of the people said when we all will have no choice. Uh, definitely not. You guys might reconsider when we all will have no choice. <laughs> um, cause I don't know where you think you're going to be living, but the, the people that have those converted buses, man, that's going to be, that's going to be the prime real estate in the apocalypse. I hope you know this when they fucking use the direct energy weapon lasers to, <laughs> to fucking burn all your houses down. Uh, the only people left with, with housing will be the people whose houses are on wheels. Um, uh, that's just a conspiracy joke, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I figured I could have gone longer on the conversation, but who fucking cares, bro? It's a solo dolo this week. I gave you guys comedy conversation. I gave you guys good, good conversation. You know what I mean? I know it's only like 30 something minutes, but it is what it is. I really, these edibles kicked my fucking ass this weekend. And, um, and yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember that I have to have respect for them. Um, edibles are not to be fucked with much like Wu-Tang Clan but other than that I think I will end the episode here 
Um, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And, uh, you know, if you like what you hear, if you like what you see, definitely hit that subscribe button. Hit the hit the like, hit the whatever the fuck, the bell. Notification bell. And, um, yeah, leave a comment or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I always do this. You guys know I don't care. But I do care because I do love you guys and I do appreciate you guys. So it's like I don't want to not all the way care. I want to care just enough to let you guys know that I appreciate y'all, you know? So I'll just say that. I appreciate y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. And maybe we'll see each other next week. Uh, Till then, this is Black Zeus, the podcast, season four, episode 29. I've been Black Zeus. Hey, space.